right, what is up one last time? Welcome to the Fine Alley episode of Weird Albums. I am Jay Shanoin. With me, one final time, is Jay from Masters of None. What's up, buddy? What is up? I'm excited. I've got my tuxedo on. No pants. Uh, yeah, no one can see it, but we both, we are dressed to the nines. I'm yep. in a nice evening gown. Jay wore the tuxedo. Yep, it's a Hawaiian, it's Hawaiian print, of course. What do you say, old friend? Are you ready to do one more of these stupid things? I'm ready, baby. Let's let's bring it home. Uh, I tried to get uh, some special beverages for this episode. Uh, there was a local brewery who made a beer called Dare to be Stupid. They haven't Ooh. made it in a long time. I couldn't get a hold of it. There's another brewery, uh, Hudson Valley Brewery, who had a beer called Pastiche that was floating around not too long ago. Mm. Also couldn't get a hold of that, but I knew it, you would have hated it. I bet it tastes like trash. <laughs> oh, man, you know what? I just realized another brewery released a pistachio beer this past weekend. Ooh, that one you should have gotten. I bet that's delectable. Also, I want to throw it out there that we have been trying to get Weird Al on the show since day one, as I'm sure you figured we've been trying to do that. Um, I mean, we're down to the wire here. Obviously, uh, it's going to take a miracle if he actually uh, does miraculously zoom in, but... Yeah, it's not looking great on that front, guys. But anyway. Before we even get started here, I want to thank everybody who's listening to this. Because I get it. You were listening to a talk cast where we were talking about albums and breaking them down. But let's not pretend that it has not all been leading up to this. This is the big payoff, (laughs) man. You're finally going to get... We're going to rank all the albums 14 to 1. We have top fives of our parodies, originals, pokas. We have each created a full 15th track listing for what we would put out if we were to choreograph a new weird album right now that was going to come out we have a lot coming your way in this episode but first our final weird actually Uh-oh. because i'm i'm such a procrastinator and so <laughs> bad at preparing i did not have a final death tally for you in the previous episode so we're gonna get <laughs> it out of the sure way <laughs> so how many how many was it for uh the last album so and for mandatory final, final. fun, uh, you are correct about the two that you were trying to bring up in that episode. And actually, all the deaths take place in that song, which is With My Own Eyes. We have a mime who he saw get hacked to death with an imaginary cleaver. <laughs> yep. And actually, the following line, he saw an old man's final breath who died of Bieber fever. A little bit later in the song, his guinea pig commits harakiri, and then they use him to play hacky sack. <laughs> I totally missed that in the song. That's great. I do need to mention some things I overlooked so that we don't get any angry final fan mails. Uh, In Tacky, he says that he would live tweet a funeral and take selfies with the deceased. And I didn't count it because it's hypothetical. He says he would do that. He's not Mm. saying that he did. Okay, fair. And then same thing on Jackson Park Express because he's... This is all hypotheticals that he's cooking up when he's talking to this woman when he only wants to rip her open and French kiss all of her internal (laughs) organs, is what he says. And wear her skin, but not in a creepy way. (laughs) Right. Wear her skin over his skin. He doesn't do that, though, so none of that gets counted. Making our final Delph count. Play that clip for me, Jake, before I say this number. Body count. Body count. Body count. Yeah, motherfucker. Our final death count for the entire 
weird album discography is 7 billion 425 million 61,003 human beings as well as at least 100 weasels, seven reindeer, several rats and flies, and one guinea pig. Wow. Bravo. That is just, it's a landfill of corpses <laughs> resting on, on the man's Hawaiian shirt-draped shoulders. Jay, we're going to go through a whole bunch of favorites and tops and bests this episode. Let's follow up the final death count. Do you have a favorite death in the Weird Al discography? I do. I thought long and hard about this, and out of that billion plus, uh, Larry. I remember Larry. Easily my favorite as well. Yeah. He's a bully. He deserved it, so you, Larry. Larry had it coming a whole lot more than any of these people. (laughs) Certainly more than the old man that died of Bieber fever. He was just trying to tap his toe to some Disney radio jams. Sure. So yeah, good riddance, Larry. Still like that song, though. It's funny. I was wondering if we were both going to pick the same corpse. And now we uh, we have our big, our finale, our discussion episode. We have a bunch of lists to get to. We, as I mentioned, have ranked all of the weird albums from 14 to 1. I was thinking, since we have so much, so many different things that I made you list, I gave Jay a whole lot of homework for this episode, Dude, everybody. Even after ed- doing all the editing, everything else, this was like the hardest, most difficult pre-production episode. I was down to the wire. I needed an extra 15 minutes to finish all my homework. Well, and because this is the real work, man. This is the previous episodes where us doing the research. And what we're giving you here is really the thesis statements that paid off from that. <laughs> and I do want to mention before we get into any of this crap that you all finally heard my Weird Al bit where I discuss how when I went to see Weird Al, uh, I was outclassed. I did not feel like I was a proper Weird Al fan. Oh, I absolutely no longer feel that way. I will go to any Weird Al show with my head held high and confident that I have earned Al fandom at this point. Yeah, all these hours we put in, forget it. You've you've earned your stripes, sir. We definitely both have our Batch Allers degrees here. So first what I want to do... We have completed our Al assignments. Oh, excellent. Let's let's start by narrowing down our daunting 14 album lists and get our bottom four out of the way. Let's make this a top 10 discussion. All right. Would you like to go first with 14 through 11? My least favorite at 14 is easily Polka Party. Uh, Not an unpopular opinion, according to the Internet. Yeah. 13, uh, I've got Alapalooza. Okay. 12, I've got Off the Deep End. And 11, I've got UHF. Interesting. Different, but not too different. 14, I've got Alapalooza. Okay. 13, I've got Polka Party. So everyone agrees there's really two stinkers. If you got to name two bottom tier albums here, it's very clear we are in agreement about which two they are. Number 12 is Straight Outta Linwood. And this was originally number 11, but number 11 is UHF. And mm. UHF won the number 11 spot by having too many entries in the, the later lists and favorites that we're going to be discussing. Hmm. All right. So we're pretty pretty on target. I like it. Pretty like much. It. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to me where those those big differences fall. And obviously, Linwood is is lower for me than it than it is for you. And Deep End is higher for me. So, do, yeah. Do I'm, we do the top 10 or we hold off on those till later? Oh, no. We're holding off on the top 10. We got to... Right. 
ration all this stuff out. This is not going to be super interesting as far as episodes of this show go. So I want want to make sure that the good meat is dangling in front of everybody and they're forced to listen to this whole episode. I hear you. We we got uh, we get out of all the asking and begging we did. We've got two pe- two bits of listener feedback, and uh, I'll I'll throw one out now if we want. And this is from uh, Graham, who did all of our graphics. Well, not not the good one, you know, not the good ones where you know the the faces of our guests were expertly superimposed onto our Instagram. That was all you. Yes, uh, but Graham, you. but Graham, who did our logo, he uh, he wrote. Hey, J&J, this is Graham, the poor, impoverished graphic designer who did your artwork. I don't have a favorite episode because they've all been amazing. I've never been a Weird Al fan. He didn't really hit the UK like he did over there, but you guys really brought his music and work to life and spoke about it with such passion that it was impossible not to be interested. Bravo, chaps. A job well done. What a nice guy. He is. Graham's the best. But also, you did not answer any of our questions. Why did you bother (laughs) writing it? I do also want to point out that before the last episode went live, you messaged me and asked if I could throw together a uh, Photoshop that had had Eddie on it because I was on vacation at the time. And I said, yeah, I can totally do that. I just do all that stuff on my phone. And you said, no way. I thought you had a multi-million dollar digital (laughs) studio. And it stung quite a bit. Listen, just because I'm doing it all on a Google Pixel 3a does not mean... Real efforts not going in there. <laughs> also, just in case anybody did not get the joke, Eddie was joking. That was a bit. <laughs> like a couple people thought that he was ser- seriously angry at us and were upset by the lack of Eddie content in our last episode. Oh, I should just turn down the shows I have coming up with him so we just spread that rumor where it's like, <laughs> Shannon got blacklisted because of the Weird Al podcast. Uh, all right, what are we doing next? Next, we're going to do a few favorites. So we've been discussing this entire time, Jay. I've been naming them hashtag songs. Al's got a lot of wells that he loves to return to from time to time. Gravitates towards, and I ask you to be prepared to discuss your favorites of several of them. Uh, For favorite food song, I'll go ahead and go first. I've selected Spam. Same. One of of the songs, yeah, from the UHF soundtrack. Yes. I was looking down a list of all the food songs, and I was like, I honestly think it goes to that one. Agree. As much as I found it racist, um, I kept going back to lasagna a little bit, and also okay. the uh, also the ta- what was the Rico Suave one, the Taco Grande. Taco Grande. <laughs> so Taco Grande was definitely your pick for favorite parody on that album, but you were not super on board with lasagna when we did the in three D episode. So I know, but I, I was mostly joking, obviously, and I, that was a big one from my youth. I always thought that was really funny when I was a young kid, and being also lasagna is my favorite food. I always, I always love that one. But yeah, Spam is just too great to not be my favorite food song. It's so funny. So it's, very funny. It's wonderful. And I do want to point out that I posted on Twitter today since you brought it up that, uh, what did I write? I just got a sweet new gig as an attraction at the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. All they have me do is stand there being an Italian-American and not talking about it. <laughs> and not moving your hands. <laughs> hey, a book and a bet, but. All right, so next is hashtag TV songs. Uh, you may have picked the same one as me here. I went with Frank's 2000 inch TV. See, now I thought of that, but I didn't know if you meant songs about like TV shows specifically, not just like owning a TV, which is kind of like, I guess he mentioned songs in that, right? He mentioned he shows. He does, and I kind of, yeah, I kind of meant just, you know, 
any any TV song. He definitely does list some some TV shows in 2000 inch, but I don't blame you for questioning if that's valid. Yeah, this was tougher. I know the worst one was definitely Isle Thing about Gilligan's Island. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm gonna strongly agree with you. <laughs> and then uh, I I had a tough time. I love uh, the Brady Bunch, the Men Without Hats, Safety Dance, Brady Bunch one. But I had That's to it. go with a classic banger, short, sweet, and perfect, and the first Weird Al song ever, Ricky. I went with Ricky. There you go. So this is also interesting because when I picked that as my favorite parody on the first episode, you were a little surprised. Mm. And now it's not on any of my lists, and it has come up on yours. I lumped all of our hashtag scorned lover, hashtag backhanded compliment, all those songs everything into one hashtag relationship category which might be the most daunting of the three because it is definitely it encompasses the largest of of his body of work of these three categories i've thrown out so far yeah there's so many 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 good ones but i really had to do very little deliberating to tell you that my favorite relationship song is you don't love me anymore great choice absolutely great choice um but i went with what i think is Maybe the first hashtag scorn lover song, um, One More Minute mm. from uh, Dare to be Stupid. If I remember correctly, that was your favorite original on Dare to be Stupid. That yeah. one I don't have completely dedicated to memory. I tend to remember the things I say a little bit better than the things that you say because they're more important to me. As, but as they should be. Occasionally, you'll say something that I'm like, <laughs> I should probably hold on to that because I said something funny after it and I'll need the context, so. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Before we get to, it is a good song. I'm not going to rob you of that. <laughs> I don't remember what you were talking about, but it was probably a good song. Who are you again? <laughs> before, <laughs> before we uh, get to the next favorite that I made you choose, I'm going to go ahead and read what I'm assuming is the only other person that you're talking about that reached out because it was on our Instagram, and I am psyched about their answers. A fan of ours on Instagram, his name's Steve, he used to do comedy with me way back when, has said that his favorite album is in 3D. His favorite song is Albuquerque, and his favorite episode of Weird Albums, the podcast, is the one where we parodied Serial at the end with our, uh, <laughs> our is Al Yankovic really Al Yankovic's name, uh, Jimmy Stir episode. However, Steve also threw in another comment where he gave us his own idea for an original album. And this is amazing. Steve Bravo. He says he wants side one to be El Capella, where it is all vocals. He wants side two to be instrumental, where it is all instruments. And then he wants a side three, <laughs> a la Gary Sharon's other band, is what he writes. I'm not familiar with this side three, but I will definitely be looking into it after this. The first two sides are going to overlap perfectly to make a weird album that syncs up perfectly to the Judy Garland film Judgment at Nuremberg. <laughs> You're messed up, dude, but good job. <laughs> that made me laugh very hard. Has anyone ever put out a vinyl record where the whole album is just on one side and the other side just has no grooves on it? Because that would be really funny. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely like picture discs and stuff like that. Yeah, but where one uh, side I, has nothing on it. Yeah. I don't know if anyone has ever intentionally made an album where they were like, it fits on one side. Isn't that cool? I, I think someone should do that as a comedy album and just have like a fake, uh, have a fake track listing on the back. 
just play the album backwards on, on the other side. <laughs> There's not even a groove on it. Like the needle just goes, it slides right off. <laughs> uh, all right. What's up next here? Oh, so the whole reason that I wanted to, to go over that, because Steve gave us his, his favorite episode of Weird Albums. Jay, I want to know your favorite episode of Weird Albums. What what episode did we do that you really enjoyed? Despite the the massive technical problems I had on my end, which made it like a four hour recording marathon, I really had fun with uh, with the boys from Heels, and also the massive amount of work they did. They made me do editing out all of their thousands of curses. So I also uh, name dropped the boys from Heels in this short list of my favorite episodes. Here, it was a lot of fun. I did like hanging out with my friends. Josh and I talk all the time in very little like face to face. So we commented afterwards. That was the longest we've ever actually spoken to each other. (laughs) And we've known each other for like eight years at this point. Nice. So that was very fun. I liked all the opportunities where we got to just hang out with our friends. That episode was really fun. The Fantastic Plastics were real fun. Uh, Ken Reeb was a blast to have on. Cousin Jay was a good time to hang out with. Yep. I think my favorite recording experience was probably... My lowest ranked weird album with Ella when we ate the Twinkie Wiener sandwiches. <laughs> that was fun. I'm glad we did that, though. If I had to pick one experience that is coming with me to my grave that I am never forgetting any <laughs> single part of it, it is absolutely the, I mean, the thing that might contribute to putting me in that grave is the, the eating of a Twinkie Wiener sandwich <laughs> with cheese wow. I had two of them. <laughs> Did you make another one after the episode? Oh, you know I did. I mean, all the ingredients were right there. What am I going to do? Not have a second? Twinkies do come in two packs, too. It's not like you can... Yeah, hot dogs come in like eight. You can only eat one Twinkie. What are you going to... Are you going to put it in a Tupperware? <laughs> are you trying Trying to be a classy snack cake eater? Uh, let's do one more favorite here. I asked you to pick your favorite track that Al had written that had been on another movie soundtrack. I don't know why I said another movie. If it's on UHF soundtrack, I'm still going to say that it, it counts. <laughs> uh, that was an easy one for me. Uh, I'm going to go with This Is The Life. I also went with This Is The Life. This episode is so much less interesting and entertaining than I expected <laughs> it to be. We'll have deliberations later, all right? Oh, let, us, let us agree a little bit. Wait till our original content comes, comes up with our albums. Oh, I promise you, I have at least... Two laughs that are worth sticking around for when we get there. <laughs> I guarantee nothing. Yeah, this I is the life. Very little from you, to be honest. <laughs> from Johnny Dangerously, so good. Love that song. Yeah, that was that was also a very easy decision for me too. I mean, Dare to Be Stupid is uh, is fantastic, and on the Transformers movie soundtrack, which was, I definitely saw that before Johnny Dangerously, but it's gonna get some love from me a little bit later on. Yeah. Uh, All right, so I do have a few more favorites that I wanted to talk to you about, but we're going to take a break from those. Let's hop on over to our top fives real quick. Okay. Uh, Let's start with polkas. Let's get those out of the way because it's the smallest body of work to to pull from. This one was pretty easy for me. The more modern ones seem to stand out way more for me. I think they're just, I don't know if it's both because they're, I mean, they do get, he does get better at them and they get better, I feel like, as uh, he did them more. And then I think just the, the song, most of the songs are more modern and stand out a little bit more. But my top five for, for number five, I had the Hot Rocks Polka, which was the medley of the Rolling Stones, just because that one is one of the few different ones. 
and uh, it, it just hit nice nicely as far as... Well, and you hated the other different one, which is the Bohemian, the Bohemian Poker. Yeah, that, didn't like that. Number four, I had Polka Face from Alpocalypse. Number three, mm-hmm. I had Now That's What I Call Polka from Mandatory Fun. Number two, I had the Angry White Boy Polka from Poodle Hat. And my number one was the Alternative Polka from Bad Hair Day. Not super different. Again, uh, I agree that the, the later Polkas are amazing. There's a couple of older ones that really stand out to me because they're the ones I remember from my youth as being, there were less to pick from. And I definitely had a hierarchy of polkas of like, these are the the real standouts. I did feel the need to mention that at a very close number six would be polka power from running with scissors. Okay. Cause it's not in the top five because it became real tough for me to, to say which five get to get in here. And polka power was the one that I felt bad about not being included on the list. Five is Poker Face. I agree that the the newer ones deserve to be held up on this this pedestal. Uh, four, I went with Pocus on forty five. The original the original Poker deserves to be mentioned here. It is the proof of concept and really of the the first few the the best one. I think number three, I have Poker Your Eyes Out, which is the one from Off the Deep End that starts with Rock the Cradle of Love. That is was my favorite one besides alternative polka when at my entry point when i first got into l which was alternative was the newest one number three i have uh polka your eyes out i just said number two i have the alternative polka so that's the next one and then number one angry white boy polka nice absolutely agree with you that this this belongs in either the number two or number one spot yeah it's so great because it just it's just hilarious to take that angry white boy music and then polka the hell out of it and make it goofy and silly and it it's just just again like like the rolling stones for me it's just enough of all that music in one song that you don't need to hear any more of it it's a great way to in 2022 go ha ha remember papa roach without <laughs> needing to listen to papa roach who literally played last week like five minutes from my house one of my best friends in high school did go through a big new metal phase. He's just a metal head after high school, but he did. We were we were there in the right time. He went through a huge new metal phase. He was very into Papa Roach. <laughs> One day I went over his house and I told him that I had just seen on MTV News Kurt Loder had announced that they were officially changing their name to P. Roachy. And this was very shortly <laughs> after Sean Puffy Combs had done something similar. It's like, yeah, Kurt Loder just said it, P. Roachy. And my friend is just going, I don't believe you i don't think stop saying it i don't think it's true easily two months i refused to call that band anything other than p roachy it's such a bad name pop papa roach yeah what a stupid band um even 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 ant ant would be a better name I like to point out one of my favorite things about doing the show with you is that you're such an ungenerous laugher. Anytime I make you laugh, it's completely silent, which always <laughs> makes me feel great. What do you mean ungenerous? That they're just, they're not boisterous? They're not audible, which uh. on a, in the podcasting medium uh, generally equates to uh, long pauses of awkwardness and... Uh, <laughs> Well, listen, all right? There's a way. It's not that I'm not capable of big belly laughs, Jay. I've done them. People have heard them. 
And I think your real complaint is with yourself. <laughs> Fine enough. Yeah, let's move on. Let's go back. Let's let's finish up the album ranking because I feel like if we move on to to parodies and originals, it's gonna start giving away too much of what the rest of my ranking is gonna look like. So we're gonna trade off here. I will start. I'm gonna give you ten through six. Then you will give me that, and then we'll do our top fives. Okay. Sound good? Yep. At number ten, I have Alpocalypse. At number nine, I have the self-titled debut Weird Al Yankovic. At number eight, I have Poodle Hat. At number seven, I have Off the Deep End. So a big difference from where you put it. And at number six, going to surprise some people, but it's not in the top five. I have Dare to be Stupid. Okay. Interesting. Uh, my number 10 is Alpocalypse. I think we said that. Did we say that? Might have said that. Uh-huh. Nine That's is Poodle Hat. Eight is Mandatory Fun. Seven is Straight Out of Linwood. Number six is In 3D. Okay. So, again, not... Not too different, but the the differences are all the more glaring because of that. And then here we go. Let's wrap it up. Top five. You want to go? You want to go one for one? Yeah, let's do it. At number five, I have mandatory fun. I have bad hair day at number five. Oh wow! I have no clue what to expect from you. At number four, I have in three D. Okay. Number four for me is dare to be stupid. At number three, I have even worse. All right, I like it. Number three for me is the OG Weird Al Yankovic self-titled. Wow, that's a big difference right. there. It is very big, but you did you did say how much you loved the. It is very different from any of the other ones. It mm-hmm. sonically is the most unique, probably. Yep. Number two, this is gonna surprise people, is Bad Hair Day. For me. Okay, my number two is Running with Scissors. My number one is Running with Scissors. Nice. My number one is even worse. All right. I don't disagree with you. I think that I think those top fives are both very solid. Yeah, I'm shocked by how low you had uh, the original. Why is that, Jay? Uh, so it was very important for me for it to definitely be in the top ten. It doesn't belong in the in the lower echelon with the stinkers. However, the dude's discography is so prolific and so accomplished and so impressive. Um, I think the better question is why isn't Dare to be Stupid in my top five? And it's weird. The self-titled Weird Al kind of gets the same answer where it's like the highs are extremely high, but the consistency of other albums is just not there that would have would have elevated it to higher places in the ranking. Right on. Dare to be Stupid specifically, I think, has such peaks and valleys that... Uh, Again, you're you're going to hear several of the songs from it on my top parodies and originals, but the reason it didn't make the top five is because there's also, like, Girls Just Want to Have Lunch and George <laughs> of the Jungle on that album. It's not consistent. It's great, but that's how good the good songs are, or yeah. that they make it not matter that George of the Jungle is on that album. <laughs> I was surprised looking back of how much, how... You know, my number one is from 1988, and then my number two is from 1999. Like, such a wide mix of their, my favorite two albums. And those are definitely my favorite two by a lot, like, when I look back at it. My top two are definitely my top two. And then, like, my three to ten could, you know, generally you could be, be talked mixed out in. of certain ones. Yeah, could be totally. Moved. Like, there's a lot of, like, yeah, these could kind of go anywhere for the most part. Especially, like, between, like, five and ten or four and ten. And then my bottom four were pretty, like, def- these are definitely my bottom four. Well, that's 
I mentioned to you that at some point going from the top got too hard because I did. I hit that middle section and I was like, I don't know what order to put these in. Mm -hmm. So I did switch and I did my bottom four and started working from there because I was like, well, I definitely know which ones are the worst. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Bad Hair Day, I would probably say is my favorite weird album. But if we're ranking them as far as what I think is the best, I had I could not deny Running With Scissors. It is, it honestly, I think it's his his masterpiece and that was your first one one, right that was your your intro no bad hair day was the first one which is why i said that it might surprise me yeah that's that's what i meant oh wait so wait what was your number one again sorry running with scissors that's the one after bad hair gotcha 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 i don't really have any complaints those are good good no one's no one's angry fans if you're angry (laughs) too bad you didn't write in while we were recording the show you're gonna start now no hand fart you dude Uh, go ahead and make your own 14 to 1 list, though, and I don't know. Pick pick your method. We've given you so many ways to get in touch with us. We're deleting all the self, the <laughs> social media accounts after this episode. So It's like we were never I don't here. know. Yeah, post your Figure list on the – we'll post our list on the Instagram, and you can post them on there, too, and let us know what you think. All right, what's next? Let's, let's get our other top fives out of the way. Right. I would like to hear top five parodies, and since now we're into top fives, why don't we do this the same way? Uh, my number five for parodies is Yoda. Dude, I had a problem with the t- top five parodies. I couldn't really put them in order. So I just have my top five. Okay. I had like eight that I all thought could have been in the five. It, this, it was it was tough. Not as tough as it was with the originals. So I'm just going to tell you my my top five. They're in no particular order. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll see your Yoda and I'll throw in the saga begins. Okay. And again, not because I not because I love it so much, but I just think it's an amazing, perfect parody. I mean, I think it's needless to say all the ones that we're going to talk about, are, we all both, I'm sure, think are perfect parodies. And Al's got a yeah. lot of them. So Saga Begins is just amazing. It, the length of it, how everything works in perfectly. My, my, this here Anakin guy. Come on. It's it's great. And Yoda's great, too. I actually had a harder time picking a and numbering a top five for parodies than I did for originals because originals I feel like I I at least knew the ones that were going to be on the list mm-hmm. because they're just songs that I absolutely love yeah I also My don't feel four. as I also don't feel as strongly about the parodies because they're parodies like I love the originals more like I, I get that too yeah you're four uh, my number four is smells like Nirvana okay good one uh my next one I'm gonna throw word crimes in there uh did not make my top five but there was deliberation okay there was I was if I was going to include something that new, it definitely would have been that one. My number three is Amish Paradise. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go a little deeper, and I don't know why, but I always come back to it, and I just think it's so funny and clever, and the writing of it's so great. Uh, I think I'm a clone now. Also, got some deliberation as to whether or not it was going on here. You will notice that for all the I'm not really picking the track one side ones that I did while we were discussing the albums and our favorites, mm-hmm. they did wind up getting picked as my my top parodies of his because it is what people define the man's career as. Yeah. So yeah, my number two is fat. Okay. So yeah, I, like I said, I didn't go by what I think were the most defining ones, but in that genre of that, these are hard to deny uh, Ricky. Cause obviously I thought it was my, my favorite parody period. Also falling in that same vein as my Bologna. And I went back and listened to that, too, to make sure how great I thought it was. And I just love the raw, like, punk rock energy of it. And It really is. That whole first record is a a punk band with an accordion totally. is really what it sounds like. Yep. It's not that far from, like, a Dead Milkman record. Yep. 
And then having to pick like what I th- I felt like I needed one of the big original ones on there. I was going back and forth between Eat It and Like a Surgeon, but I threw Like a Surgeon in there. So those are like, those three are like tied for one spot, I guess. All right. My number one, what I legitimately think is the best parody that Weird Al has ever written is The Saga Begins, because I absolutely agree with you that that is, it's flawless. Mm-hmm. For him to write a parody of a, what, like 35-year-old song when that came out? And have it be so good that he's like, this needs to be track one, side one. And the label goes, agreed, is like, you can't deny that he absolutely nailed it. And the- For that many people to agree that you should side one a McQueen parody in, in the late 90s? What? And the fans agreed. The world agreed. Because the video was great. And it, it was huge. It was amazing. It it's and he still he still does that song when you see him live, and it's and and Yoda. The whole Star Wars thing is still a very main focal point, kind of one of the big set pieces of the yep. Weird Al live. And set. those are like the two parodies he even did in his all originals tour. <laughs> Almost oh, every really? night. Yeah, yeah. He did a uh, Saga Begins at the show I saw, and he does he does Yoda quite often on on this tour too. I've seen a bunch of videos because he does what. Uh, I forget what he calls it. It's called like the Yoda something, but he does almost like a, like a whole, what they call the Mighty Boosh or crimp. They do like a whole like vocal, like <laughs> like a whole like, you know, gibberish kind of thing. Have you ever seen that video Not of him doing it? Not from Weird Al, but like, like scatting is what you're Yeah, kind of scatting. Yeah, they have a whole like synchronized thing that they do that's part of doing Yoda that they do a lot. Okay. Fish, it's a thing Fish does, I think, too, to a way more <laughs> terrible degree. But yeah, so yeah, both of those are staples, even in his all original shows, quote unquote, all original shows, but that's how good they are. Uh, my last one, I, it was kind of a toss up between these two kind of similar ones, but I went with the one that kind of came out first, and that's like the original nerd rap uh, all about the Pentiums. Yeah, so I'm guessing the, the other one that might have made it on there was White and Nerdy. Yeah, and All About the Pentiums is just so much more impressive. It's like another minute and a half longer almost, and it's all about one topic. It's all about computer tech stuff, it, whereas yes. White and Nerdy, he's got every nerdy thing to draw from, and it's so good, and he, yeah, I mean, he raps fast in both of them, but the music's great too because it's that rock remix of All About the Benjamins, and yeah. man, it just slaps, as the kids say. I, I say this in the in the Linwood episode where I totally agree with you that Pentiums is the better of the two songs. Adding to me being blown away by that song is the fact that it was the last parody that he recorded for that album. He had mm-hmm. them record the music and the background vocals and stuff before he did the main vocal, which he usually does first. Yep. But he had not finished writing the lyrics to the song yet. So that was like down to the wire, like, we got to finish making this record. Are you done writing the lyrics yet? And he churned out what I totally agree with you is one of his best parodies. Yeah, it's epic. And it's all verse, too. Like, there, it's not like, oh, I'm going to kill a whole minute and a half of the song with a repeated chorus. <laughs> There's, like, no, hardly any chorus in the whole thing. The chorus is just the title of the song. Yeah, that's it. And I think it happens, like, twice in the entire song. It's crazy. I think the opening verse happens more times than the chorus does in that song. <laughs> All right. All right, let's finish up our, our top five lists before we get into a few more favorites that I want to talk about, and then we'll go through our original albums. All right, you want me to start? Go ahead. Give me your number five original. So this was so hard, man. I could have easily did a top 20 or 25, and my my fifth one that I was like, I, 
it could be it could have been any, like anything it could have been anything but i went with one that and we didn't have a like a favorite wild card which we probably should have had and this mm. would probably would have been my favorite wild card i think and again it just makes me laugh every damn time so i'm going with twister <laughs> I, the whole time you were just saying that i was in my head going he's gonna say twister <laughs> so love the beastie boys uh i love uh 80s board games no I just think it's just so funny and silly, and it, it never doesn't make me laugh, so how could it not make the list? That was for sure one of the ones that I went back and listened to several times in this in this process, and I made a, a playlist called Come Origin Al of all my favorite mm-hmm. Al originals, and that one's definitely on it. And it's so short that usually when it comes up on that playlist, I'll play it a second time, because it's like <laughs> 90 seconds or so. But yeah, that could have been anything. My, my my other four I feel way more strongly about, but that, I was like, yeah, that should be on it. I, I don't disagree. Uh, my number five is I'll Be Mellow When I'm Dead from, Great from the first album. Yeah, I could, I could not not have that on here. And this is really, my top five is just going to be five of my favorite songs by any artist. <laughs> nice. Uh, my number four, um, I'll put one more minute on there. And okay. I noticed, I noticed too, looking back at the tracks, this this was the first hashtag Scorn Lover song, and it almost set the stage where there was almost one of these on every album after that, which is kind of cool. You know, one on like slower, slower, funny Scorn Lover songs. This is that was where it started. Yeah, there were there were several times throughout the discography where that kind of happened, where he would do something on an album that was like, oh, that changed it up and was like a welcome. change of pace and like fit really well and blah 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 and then you would kind of find that you keep talking in this podcast about kind of like the blueprint that we Mm -hmm. started to see like the matrix lines in the in the weird album when you're listening to it and you would like on the next couple albums be like oh there's a new there's a new line of code in the l matrix (laughs) because because running with scissors had the saga begins. Now Poodle Hat's got to have the Spider-Man song. Like, mm-hmm. I'm starting to see the the shifting of the tide. Uh, my number four for originals uh, had to be one epic on here is Albuquerque. Yep. Great. My next one, uh, number three, is your horoscope for today. All right. I'm glad someone put the third wave ska song on here because <laughs> I did not. I just, it's just so fun. And every time you listen to it, it's so fast that you pick up a new joke in there or just a new piece of silliness that it's just the most, it's just such a re-listenable song. I love it. It's great. And, and again, I feel a little bit blasphemous for not mentioning the ska song anywhere in any of my lists that I'm going to be giving you, but spoilers, I'm not going to say the name of that song. It's not on any of them. It's okay, Jay. I did we take knew, my wife. We knew who was the poser ska fan when you called brace suspenders. Uh, you didn't call them braces. Suspenders? Yeah. Braces or orthodontics? Braces, chap. Yeah, I don't live. I live in New England, (laughs) not the crappy old one. Sorry, I'm just saying. We just knew who the poser was at that point. New England. We're better. How many Dunkin' Donuts do they have in the UK? (laughs) Not enough. That's what I'll tell you. You're number three? Anyway, my number three Weird Al original (laughs) is a song from Poodle Hat called Hardware Store. Oh, my God. I could not not talk about that song. Great one. Uh, my number two is Albuquerque. Okay. My number two is Dare to be Stupid. My number one is Dare to be Stupid, Jay. I I don't disagree with you. Like, absolutely, that is one of the best original songs the dude has ever written. Mark Mothersbaugh is still mad at him for how good that song is. But my number one 
is everything you know is wrong from Bad Hair Day because that dude that song changed my life. They might be giants are one of my favorite bands. Was let's go back to a previous argument from this podcast. You wanted to contest that you were a bigger fan because you've seen them more times and spent more money on them. And I would like to restate in the finale that that is not how fandom or love works. But yeah, that's like it's dude. Everything you know is wrong is one of my favorite songs of all time. Period. Regardless of what genre or artist you're talking about. So it's absolutely my favorite Weird Al original. And I did not end up being able to get it done in time, but we've talked about it several times of if I were going to get a Weird Al tattoo, what would I get? I absolutely have plans at some point to get a tattoo of an accordion and the words, everything you know is wrong. See, and I, I've definitely said that I would get the words dare to be stupid somewhere on me. So I kind of love that we, we both, uh, made our, our number one originals uh, a song that we feel like we would permanently brand on our body, and I think now we kind of have to at some point. <laughs> it's now a blood pact. <laughs> <laughs> a literal blood pact. Yeah. We're, going we sh- to, we're going to stab ourselves for a weird owl. How, how far do you think <laughs> this podcast needs to get before he's super creeped out by us? Do you think it takes until this episode where we're like, we're going to spill blood for him together? Honestly, out of the you know 20 or so Weird Al podcasts that are out there, we're probably the least creepy, to be honest. He didn't play our theme song in any of his shows on the tour. True, but we don't know if there was you know ransom at play. You don't know. He also might have played our theme song. I didn't go see him when he came to New Hampshire because I'm not a real fan, which is how it's measured is whether or not you spend money on the live show. Uh, so before we get... My own, my own children are bigger. They might be Giants fans than you. We're playing by that math. Just saying. Uh, this awkward silence is not me laughing, if anyone was wondering. <laughs> it's the opposite of me laughing. Before we Should get I? into our original albums and um, finally end this stupid show that i have to i have to tolerate this garbage human being every week all right so before we get into our original albums that we have put together i asked a few more favorites of you what was your favorite album titled polka party i'm going with polka party i'm going with jimmy stir's fourth polka party album okay yeah, because as Jimmy taught us, pretty much every polka musician has an <laughs> album called Polka Party. Some have multiple. Some, I think he does have. I picked Jim, Jimmy's fourth one. Polka Party album. <laughs> <laughs> I think at one point in that interview, I go, what was that album called, Polka Party? And he went, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was a very fun interview to do. Uh, because if if you were to pick two people that never would have spoken to each other otherwise, other than this very specific set of circumstances. Me and Jimmy Stir, the king of polka. The two, I think my next podcast might be with that dude because the the level of sarcasm I was able to slip by polka grandpa was really pretty good. He was in town recently. I, I, I left town when he came to town. <laughs> That's what they sound like, you jerk. <laughs> Uh, okay, favorite album titled Poker Party. Out of the way, what's your favorite album by the artist Billy Joel that Weird Al has nothing to do with? Mine's Glass Houses. Yeah, I loved Glass Houses. I recently listened to the entire catalog before I went to see him live for the first time. Looking back on it, I, I have to, I think The Stranger edges it out. 
The Stranger's easily my number two. And our listeners, I wasn't even going to tell them, did not know that you also listened to another discography in the time that we were doing this. But yeah, Jay went to see Billy Joel and told me, he's like, I'm listening to all of them before. I think you said before the show. Yeah. And I thought you meant an episode of Masters of None where you were going to discuss what you were doing. And no, you just meant the live you were show. going through the trials before going to see Billy Joel. Yep. Some people can listen to music and not make a big spiel about it on social media, Jay. I do that sometimes. <laughs> What's your favorite Pauly Shore movie? Biodome. That's hands down. There's no question. Easily, right? Yes. It's not Get even Get out of here with your thing. son-in-law crap. Get out of here. Oh, that's how strongly I feel about Pauly Shore movies. Maybe. Uh, do you know what's really show. funny about this podcast to me is that it is family friendly except for the first episode. So if that's going to turn anyone away, it definitely already did by the time we started the, censoring the, it. The first album episode and the last album episode because Eddie Pepitone cannot be censored. No. I tried. No. The, the computer just shut down. <laughs> <laughs> it just turned itself off. I believe that. <laughs> He, Eddie, uh, last time he was up here in New Hampshire, he was staying at my house, and JT came over and brought him coffee and a banana, and was, like, late getting here. Told me it was very important, like, our mutual friend JT Haber says, very important that I get to hang out with you while I'm in your state. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's hang out. And then he was, like, late getting here in the morning because he stopped to get Eddie a coffee and a banana. And I was like, dude, I have coffee. And he was like, he needs dairy-free milk. I was like, I have Almond milk. Eddie and I talked about this last night. I told him I had him set up for the morning. It was like, I also have bananas that I could have given him. You know what else I have are fresh from the apple orchard, New England apples that I picked like three days ago, like better produce than you're bringing here. And Eddie stops me being like a bickering wife like I am with JT when we're on the road. And he goes, did you go apple picking? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, okay. And just let us go back to talking. And after a minute, I went, Eddie, were you just extremely amused by the idea of me going apple picking and he was like yes i was look at this apple what the fuck that cracked me up for like a good few days was just that he he didn't point it out he just did you go apple picking and then didn't tell me he was enjoying it but just enjoyed that mental image for a little while it's gonna be interesting if the computer will let me censor you quoting eddie quoting eddie yeah we'll see it's gonna we'll be see. an interesting ride. <laughs> that was also kind of a kind of a stretched out f bomb. I don't know how many <laughs> you might need a hand fart squeaker in there to cover the whole thing. Might be a hand chart. <laughs> One last favorite that I asked you to pick. Who's your favorite Jay on this show? I mean, obviously it's me. Right. Um, Same for you, I'm sure. No, I actually I refuse to answer because I believe in equal rights for the entire Jay community. So I didn't I didn't think it was, you know, like a productive thing to drive a a wedge between the the J populace. Okay. I I threw one back at you. What was your favorite pun uttered by either of us in the making of this entire series? So I I want to give you props for for the the weird actually that came up in in episode 2 cuz we've gone back to it every episode and pun it so good it became a segment. But also I need to pat myself on the back because when I was talking about whether or not we count on the death toll, someone falling out of a window, do they die? I said, when determining if someone died falling out of a window, I always tend to air Rick Clapton. And I think that is one of the best puns I've ever made in my life. I am very proud of that. 
I thought you were headed towards a defenestration. <laughs> However, if we're talking favorite pun, my favorite thing that happened with them is in the Cousin Jay episode for Alpocalypse when he says something about about making a plan and, and something, pull it out. And I'm like, yeah, you should make a plan if you're going to pull out. And then I make a pun about plan B. And then you say, or you're going to need to abort altogether. And then like three days after we recorded that, Roe v. Wade was overturned by the Supreme oh, Court. No. So we did not plan it at all. But by the time that episode came out, we had become an unintentionally very political Weird Al podcast. Oh, my God. We we accidentally outlawed abortion. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my favorite pun, ladies and gentlemen. That was that whole thing was a setup to lead to this pun where I could take the crown right at the at the finish line. Just say abortion. Yep. No, my favorite pun actually happened off air, and it was the last episode that we did when you were bragging about your uh, infuser contraption that you just bought that infuses oils with stuff and i had thought it was just for like a weird white person cooking tool and then after we recorded the whole show i realized you made it clear that it was for infusing weed into edibles and i was like oh it was a it's like a mr pot peel (laughs) (laughs) and we'd stopped recording at that point but that's my favorite pun It deserved to be. I mean, heard. I don't think my grandparents listened to this podcast, but maybe there was a reason I didn't say that into a microphone that was recording, Jay. <laughs> All right. We ready to get uh, drop some bombs, some original Oh, dude, let's do albums. it, because it's been very weird to me not having a Wikipedia page behind our Zoom chat that I need to keep looking at this whole time. You want to just... So I, I had big, grandiose plans of actually like recording bits and writing lyrics. Uh, I was going to get some karaoke tracks. Mine are just, uh, I've got titles, concepts, but I did not get as far as lyrics or actually recording any of these songs. Did you? Okay. I don't have any recordings or music for you to play, but I have expansions on pretty much everything. So you can go ahead and go first. Do you want to go back and forth? Track track versus track? Sure. Yeah, we can do that as well. What is your album called? You know what? I didn't come up with a name. I'll come up with one while we do this and I'll give you the title at the end. How about that? Okay, my weird album number 15 is called Al or Nothing. Nice. (laughs) Track one, my big lead-off single, is called Bag Guy. It's a parody of Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Okay. And it is about being a bagger at the supermarket, and I do have some lyrics for you. And (laughs) I'm a little bit under the weather. It's not COVID. I've tested myself twice this week. (laughs) But the part that I wrote for this is, so you got Funyuns and blueberry muffins, some kind of kale or something, a bag of stuff, top stuffing. Is that wine that I see? Gonna need some ID, cause I think you might be no older than 19. I'm the bag guy. <laughs> Dude. Very good. Thank Food you. song. Popular song. Jay, you're not going to believe this, but my first track, my big lead-off single, is also a parody of Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. I hope it's not called Bag Guy. Nope. I went a different way. Mine's called Dad Guy. Oh, it's I a song about, really like that. It's a song about being a dad and all the dad tropes. The only two lyrics I had were, you know I got the dad jokes, color on my shoes, nope. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's oh, as like, far as I like got. New Balances. Yes, the yeah, all white dad it. sneakers. But yeah, it was all gonna be all all fun dad tropes and and dad jokes incorporated into it. As well. I I like it a lot. That was kind of the one that I was like, he might honestly also have. Because when you're trying to think, like, what's my big leadoff single going to be? You're obviously thinking, who's the big hot artist with a distinct song and sound right now? And it's yep. it's unquestionably Billie Eilish is, like, the huge sensation among the young generation, or at least was for the yeah. last few years, which is usually what he tends to do, is, like, yep. in the time period since the last one. Right, However, track two for my big pistachio, because this is, if we're looking behind the Matrix lines, as we keep yep. talking about, Track two is your sounds exactly like a band original, but it's like it's very distinct. Yeah. So I, I had a couple ideas that were kind of like half cooked and I wasn't totally sold on. Instead, track two is called A Normal Day. I wrote it is a gosh darned Aquabats pistachio. Like I know it's too niche to be super likely that this would end up here, but a boy can dream. And also let's not act like he has not made interesting choices in the past. And his most recent album's track two style parody was of Southern culture on the skids. So how far <laughs> off am I from the realm of reality? Really? So a, a fun, zippy, ska punk kind of song. And what's the theme uh, of the song? Kind of new wavy. And yeah, I mean, okay, if you, yeah, a if little you more know the Aquabats, they have a very distinct yeah. sound and a very distinct uh, like vocal delivery style, which I thought would lend well. He likes to gravitate towards those too. But since both Weird Al and the Aquabats are wacky, unhinged, silly, and cartoony lyrics usually. This is a boring description of a regular day where nothing exciting happens. Al gets up, <laughs> he sees his neighbor, he picks up his dry cleaning, etc. Nothing happens to him, and it is all set to music that you would hear on an episode of Yo Gabba Gabba. Nice. And what was the name of it again? A Normal Day. <laughs> oh, sorry. You. It's, a, it's a face value. <laughs> Super energetic song about a boring day. Yeah. Love it. My number two, I went with uh, also kind of a, a pastiche of sort of the Old Town Road, like that country rap combo that's kind of hot right now. So it's uh, some country twangy lyrics and then, you know, the auto-tune rap vocal. So it's kind of a duet style. It's called Hitched. Hitch apostrophe D. And it's a country rap song from the perspective of a dog who's in love with a horse on a ranch and the dog is jealous that the horse gets taken away all the time because he gets hitched up on the trailer to the pickup truck and then it's got the dog doing the country parts and then the horse has like his own like auto-tune rappy vocal parts (laughs) this is so high concept (laughs) your wild card is track two no way dude it's gonna get way more wild card (laughs) Oh my god, I think I'm choking to death. That's hilarious <laughs> and so bad. That would never that would never make it off the cutting room floor on a legit album. No way, you're wrong. This is my number two, bro. You have no uh, idea. No, I heard it. the number you said. <laughs> oh, that's very funny. I approve. <laughs> All right. My track three is another parody. Yep. It's called Stream On. It's a parody of Dream On by Aerosmith about the streaming wars that we have going on. I'm not going to sing this because my voice is really shot right now, but I do have some lyrics for you. It's the beginning of the song. Every time that I watch television, Amazon Prime and Hulu in competition, Comcast is gone. Everyone cut the cord and moved on. Is it cheaper this way? Everyone has 27 bills to pay. (laughs) I even threw a 27 in there for you. 
That's great, dude. Bravo. See, you got food covered. You got an older song, but you got another modern topic and taking on taking on the, the new wave of TV. Love so it. there is a bit of that in my album as a as a whole is that a you'll notice I'm not super familiar with the the newest music that is out right now but also I did kind of take from what he did for his most recent album on mandatory fun he did gravitate towards a lot of older music that he had just not touched before so mm-hmm. I kind of followed that example a little bit it's great great topic love it my number three I did go a little older on a parody but another huge song that transcends and is still a uh, you know in the populace today it's called Validation Army. It's a parody of Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes, and it's all about social media and getting all those likes and hearts. I like it. I like the title a lot. Thank you. But I, got, I, I have good. no more lyrics. <laughs> the rest is just titles and concepts. Cause... Right, don't worry, everybody. I did real work for you. <laughs> I won't be a huge disappointment, Jay's parents. Uh, my track four is another pistachio. I call this one To the Moon with an exclamation point. This is a... Space Oddity era David Bowie pistachio about Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk and all the rich people going to space. (laughs) I did not write any lyrics or anything for you. That's awesome. All right. My number four, my track four is uh, a pastiche. It's in the uh, the new neo-folk style. Like Mumford and Sons? Yes, yes. All this new wave of bad, like, you know, catchy folk. Uh, It's called No Service. It's about cell phones and how they never work and uh, which companies suck and why we, how we have no patience about using our phones and how you want to just different ways to destroy them. All right. I, I like it, but I want to point out that indie folk is really, if you got to look and attribute it to one thing, indie folk's kind of the genre that killed rock and roll as far as popular music is concerned. That's fine. It, it was the most sense. recent kind of alternative that we had before rock music stopped being popular music. Even more reason it should be parodied. Oh uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not disagreeing that we can drag it through the mud and lambast it as many <laughs> times as we want. I just wanted to mention that that I hate it. <laughs> yeah, same. But yeah, you know, you get it. Lots of acoustic guitars, a little banjo in the background. Just, sure, yeah. a little mandolin. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely guys wearing some brimmed hats and yeah. with beards that they think look better than they do. Yeah. Way overly earnest singing about a dumb topic. For right, sure. What's your uh, number five? Track number five. five is my polka. It's called WAP, Wacky Ass Polka. <laughs> it's got polka versions of WAP, Old Town Road, Gucci Gang, Lil Yachty, and, and mumble rappers, and yeah, the country rap that you were talking about, and nice. etc. I was thinking about doing a, a filthy rap polka like all the dirtiest rap songs (laughs) i would actually love if he did that because he always especially in the polkas censors himself hilariously yeah like like two live crew like be so horny like the history of filthy rap i would i would love to hear him do that honestly that sounds great my track five is it's a double here jay not a wild card yet but it's kind of a double whammy of uh latino parody so it's called Dry burrito slash fire, y'all, and it's uh, it's it starts off as a parody of Despacito, so it starts off as a reggaeton song, guy rap doing his thing about a dry burrito, and then he adds fire sauce to it, and then it turns into Fit- Pitbull's Fireball. <laughs> 
So we get a little bit of our racism. This is my food song. We got it all. It's my the third version of there, the lasagna taco grande. Dude, you were you were not scared about about really needing the boundaries. to stretch for some of these concepts. I'm pushing the boundaries, dude. This is what Al would do now. He's yeah, he's you're definitely knocking down some walls that he probably put up for a reason. <laughs> My track six is an original that I call Got It On Wish, and this is my hashtag scorned lover song. Nice. About all the nice things that he tried to buy for his beloved and the horrible results that he got because he ordered them from wish.com. <laughs> I did write a quick example of what a rhyme might sound like. Right, I bought you diamond earrings, but they sent the six-week-old eyeless severed head of a fish. I guess it's my fault because I ordered them on Wish. <laughs> nice. All right, my uh, track six is my polka. I didn't think it would be possible because if you remember a couple episodes back, I thought that he had done Gangnam Style and Call Me Maybe in one of the polkas. And yeah. I thought that doing my original idea with, of doing a, a, a viral video or slash a YouTube polka wouldn't work, but there's plenty more material, Jay, besides of Gangnam Style. Of course there is. Yeah. So my YouTube polka inc- starts off with uh, a keyboard cat, chocolate rain, and Bed Intruder. <laughs> I was going to say, Bed Intruder better be on there. Uh, oh, and also the uh, the Got Any Grapes, the duck, the duck song, the duck video. And then it, I would actually like to hear this, too. Yeah, and then it kicks into the Numa Numa song. The, oh, sure. And Numa Numa into Peanut Butter Jelly Time, into Baby Shark, into What Does the Fox Say. Into, oh, dude, there's plenty of these. Into Nyan Cat. Remember that one, or is it Nyan? Yeah. I think it's Nyan. Nyan cat into hamster dance, and then it wraps up with Friday by Rebecca Black. Oh, dude, a polka dibidi bop dibidi do would actually sound great. Yeah, so they could do you. very good things with what you just described. I would Thank really, you, sir. Al, take note. Al, Thank we you. know you're not listening, but if someone shows this to you <laughs> in like 2062, you're on your deathbed. Please. <laughs> Bermuda Schwartz. Talk him into it. I would love to hear the YouTube polka. All right. What's your uh, number? Track seven, Jay. Track seven is my next parody. This, similar to what you were talking about with White Stripes, is going back a little bit. It's a parody of Stacy's Mom by Fountains of Wayne called Cinnabon. (laughs) The only lyric that I wrote for you is, so tasty and sweet with just 4,000 calories. Who needs filet mignon? I'll just have a Cinnabon. Two food songs. I love it. Bold. Jay, never, I came my, back hungry. Yeah, I see that. My track seven, uh, parody. This is my hashtag, uh, not scored lover slash messed up relationship song. Uh, this one's a parody of Rihanna's work, and it's called Jerk. And it's a, a song about the one side of uh, the guy in the relationship just being a jerk and not doing all the things you're supposed to do in a relationship. All right. Baby, I'm a jerk, 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 jerk. I think, yeah, I think that could work as well. Thank you. I think, yeah, I think, honestly, you did better than I expected to legitimately think. I thought I was going to have to lie a little bit to pad your ego, but I'm (laughs) at least a little bit impressed with the work that you did here. Because you did. You did let it get down to the wire more than I did. Do my best work under pressure. Dude, you did well. I'm I'm sorry I ever doubted you. My number eight is my wild card. Okay. It's called Feldman, and it is a Hamilton-esque, double-speed-wrapped recollection of the life and times of Corey Feldman. (laughs) 
Wow. Where it goes through the child acting years and just everything. I want the story of Hamilton, but Corey Feldman. <laughs> nice. Number eight. Hold on to your butts, because this is my wild card, Jay. It's called Sleep Tight, and it's a it's a children's lullaby about all the different diseases you can get that can kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That sounds like something he would write, honestly, where it would start out sounding like a like a sweet kid's lullaby, and then yep, yep, and you know, I think. Obviously, you know, the pandemic and is a big thing and monkeypox, so you gotta have a song about diseases. I, I thought Lullaby would be a great title, but it's not Al enough. Okay. Al wouldn't go that Al wouldn't go too hard with the title. So I think sleep tight is a I mean, a I felt time. bad saying wacky as polka, but there's no way I wasn't calling it WAP, <laughs> so I, I had to do something there. Yeah. So yeah, just a list of all the different diseases and how they can kill you in the form of a child's lullaby. I love it. And before we get too far from the mention of this, I saw the other day someone posted on Twitter, uh, the abbreviation for monkeypox is MXPX. And that made me laugh really hard. (laughs) My track nine is called Eleven. Nine is Eleven. It's an 80s synth pop new wave love ballad. Think who's going to drive you home, pistachio, about Mike falling in love with Eleven in the first season of Stranger Things. (laughs) Nice. Wait, what's the pistachio of? Are, are you? Did you say a, a band specifically? Or no, just just, just kind of a oh. uh, in 80s kind of synth pop new wave. I mentioned Who's Gonna Drive You Home by The Cars, but just that kind oh, of. that's what I was asking about. Okay, yeah. car song. Nice. You're not going to believe this, Jay, but my track nine is also Stranger Things related. Oh, is it called 11? No. You didn't it's go called... for the 9-11 pop. No, it's uh... a, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> just got that. This is a, a song about inflation, including, and it's kind of tells the story of uh, the, the cost of dating sites and uh, going on actual dates and buying concert tickets, all the Ticketmaster fees and gas prices to get to the show and Uber prices, and it's called Running Up That Bill. Parody <laughs> <laughs> of Kate Bush. Yeah. All right. Bravo. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Now, I imagine track 10 is going to be your last one, correct? Yes. So I'm going to have one more after this, but track 10 is probably the one I am the proudest of. Okay. It's a parody. Going poodle hat style here. The parody title has nothing to do with the actual title of the song. The parody is called MCU. It's an exhaustive parody of It's the End of the World as We Know It by R.E.M., recollecting the entire saga of the MCU, starting with Iron Man 1 and going straight through to the end of Endgame. Here's what I've got for you. That's great, it starts with a clean slate. No Jean Grey or Aunt May. Those movies were never made. Tony Stark's a rich man. He goes to Afghanistan, kidnapped by the Taliban. He comes back as Iron Man. Banner's doing research, messes up and gets hurt. Turns into a green jerk. Now he's ripping his shirt. Stephen was a twerp and a little pip squeak, but now he's got a onesie and a chisel physique. See a flash of lightning in the gathering clouds as a hammer strikes down. This world will never end, and you know it. And I feel tired. Why are we not closing on that? <laughs> because you decided we were going to go track by track, and now you have to follow it. Oh, I was so happy. I did think of that concept, but you executed it to the fullest, my friend. Thank you. We should just end it right here, because it ain't getting better than that. I still have one more that I would like to have on the record. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah, my last one is I'm not 
it's not fully fleshed out, but I thought it would be an epic, and I thought I would go back to the another, back to the uh, familiar Al Well, and it's a uh, it's it's an original in the ska punk genre, and it's called Invasion of the Pod Politicians from Pluto. Oh. <laughs> and it's kind of an epic that it, you would imagine a world where uh, our current you know government uh, front men are actually you know, secret aliens from another planet who have... And it, yeah, it plays into a lot of themes that he likes to bring up, and he definitely loves to go for that kind of, uh, like, 50s creature feature style yep. sometimes for his epics. Yep, and it's in the Scott Punk genre, a nice long, like, six-and-a-half-minute epic and a little tongue-in-cheek about, you know, Trump and Biden both being aliens and all the wacky stuff that happens is because they're all uh, pod politicians from Pluto. So my... Track 11, my final track, is also an epic. It's called DoorDash. <laughs> it is a 12-minute epic song where Al plays the part of a DoorDash driver. From the moment that a particularly complex order begins coming in that requires him to stop at 27 different locations, including multiple Taco Bells because the fire sauce is spicier at the South Willow Street location, but the one across <laughs> town has a slightly sweeter Baja Blast. And then he spirals into car crashes and near-death experiences and has to crawl from wreckage and wrestle bears and dodge gunfire, and he deals with all of it and gets you your order hot and ready. Love it, man. This whole this may have been worth doing this entire thing because I just I feel just washed with Al's energy, and I feel like this we both is, nailed it. Honestly, nailed I feel it. like both of that us have great. proven, yeah, that this this entire experience was worth it. It was worth six months we've been doing this <laughs> going through listening to these records and breaking them down meticulously clearly we have learned a thing or two because i really think that we have both put together uh something that could could stand on its own so l we are available our rates are low <laughs> all things considered and it sucks that we'll never get to talk to him or have him on the show but al we love you and uh, this is definitely our love letter to you and the influence you've had on on both of our lives in in so many different ways. And I mean, Al, thanks for thanks for all the the music, man. That's for all sure. I gotta say. And I think what I just said, I think we just discovered the title of your fifteenth album is uh, "Al Things Considered." I'm with it. Jay, any last words? Tell people oh. where they can check you out for one last time in case they have. So, I mean, everywhere. We've already done this. Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, all the places that you listen to music. My name's Jay Shanoin. Jay loves to point out that it's not easy to spell or remember. <laughs> listen, I'm not in it for passive fans, all right? I don't want the people that go to the bar. They're like, maybe it'll be comedy. Maybe it'll be a dude with an acoustic guitar playing train covers. No, you learn my name if you want to hear the words that I'm saying. It's Jay Shanoin. Type it in wherever you want. My most recent album, uh, The Texas Shanoin Saw Massacre, is available on Stand Up Records. And there is a third one that is that is being planned right now, so keep an eye out for it. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. This has been... An absolute blast. We have loved doing this. An absolute blast. Check out the Master of None podcast. That's all I got. Uh, Jay, this was a pleasure, my friend. Absolutely, dude. No one no one else I would have rather done this with. For sure. Hey, we will uh, catch you on our next novelty podcast, which is... Uh, we don't actually have one planned. <laughs> Do not make me commit to another one of these while we are ending the previous bad decision that I made. You did recently challenge me, however... To a what's the segment called? You want me to you want to try to defend Sublime on Masters of None? Oh yeah, we'll do that on Masters of None. 
Keep listening to Masters of None. You'll hear me pop in there, and uh, you'll get to hear us squabble a little bit more. But for Keep now, thanks so much for joining us on our expedition. Keep an ear out for Tenacious Dicks, our Tenacious D podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. Hey, J&J, it's, uh, it's Weird Al Yankovic. I'm so excited to finally be a guest on Weird Albums. <laughs> Let's get started. Okay, ask whatever you've always wanted to know. Just anything. Anything at all. Just, guys? Hello? Jay? Other Jay? Oh, great. Yeah, I guess next time. <laughs> uh, thanks for nothing!